0: Everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Message Podcast of Friends Church. My name is Alessandra. I'm one of the team members here, and we're so glad that you're joining us. It's been really encouraging to hear stories from people all over the country and the world who are listening in. We really hope that our messages are resonating with you. We also wanted to say thank you to those who are contributing to Friends Church. All of the things we're able to do, it's because of people who donate regularly. Even small, consistent gifts help a lot. If you haven't had the chance yet to give, I would encourage you to maybe think about doing that, especially if it's been beneficial in your own journey. To do that, it's really easy. Just go to our website, friendschurch.ca, and click on the Donate tab, or download our Friends Church app and click on the Give tab. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy this week's message. I have to say... Amazing to see you all. Talking to a camera sucks. It's also nice to be in a space where you do spiritual work, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to just talk a little bit here. We have a favor to ask of you all, if you're open to it. If ever, so our speaking schedule, we're coming to the end of our speaking schedule. We start in the summer, we go all the way through, and then we kind of wind down at the end of June. And so I always book off a little bit of time for messages that essentially you guys are saying and we're saying, oh man, you know what? I just needed a little bit more time on that one. Or, you know, that opened up a whole box that I just want to go into and delve into. So if you've ever had a message where at the end you were thinking to yourself, yeah, you could say more about that, please. Or if it opened up a whole new area of your spirituality where you're thinking, I have never even contemplated that part of my life. Here's what we wanted you to do. Send us an email, vince at friendchurch.ca or jeff at friendchurch.ca. And just say, hey, remember that message about this? Can you say more about that? Or this piece over here in your life that you think, oh, you know what? You guys, you guys keep touching on it, but you never got there. Send us an email and just ask. We have some ideas of what we want to do. <laughs> There's messages where I come off stage and think to myself, well, that was a good part one of 14 so, for this next series, we start it next week. Just send us an email. Say, hey, here's what I'd like to hear more of. Here's what I want you guys to stay more about. Uh, and just help us out. Fair? Vince at Friendshirts.ca. Jeff at Friendshirts.ca. Okay? I'll pass it to Jeff. Or no, Josh. Sorry, Josh. Whoops.
1: Yet in a habit. It is so great to see you guys here. Um, This is a part of our service that we call Charitable Giving. My name is Josh. And I wanted to, first of all, thank all of those folks who are listening out in cyberspace or actually here in person. Um, if you are a pre-authorized giver, and what that means is if you're someone that gives the French Church on a monthly basis, just want to have a, give you a big thank you and say, look, that really helps us organize our finances and make sure we are stable so we can do this on a weekly basis. Uh, as I said in cyberspace, but also here. If you're someone that's not a preauthorized giver and you find value in the lessons that Jeff and Vince and any of our other speakers give you, take the opportunity to go to our website, our app, um, think about what you're getting from Friends Church, and then maybe do a one-time donation. It makes a huge difference for keeping this going. I know over the past year or so during this uh, pandemic, a lot of people have found uh, value in the ability to listen to this and follow this everywhere. Um, I'm one of the frequent YouTube listeners when I'm not here doing charitable giving. And it's important that we keep that going for folks. It's also important if you're out there in cyberspace to hit like, subscribe, share, post, uh, push, uh, I don't know, whatever the kids are calling it these days. Get it out there so other people can see Friends Church and then they can get that value that you're getting and we can all make this world just a little bit better. Yeah, that. Who said woohoo? Give him another woohoo. That was nice.
0: Oh, um, you guys know that I love dirt biking, and so this whole pandemic, when they locked everything else down, I basically ran and went dirt biking. That's pretty much my life. Um, so we were out dirt biking on Thursday, and does anyone know about McLean Creek Forest Land Use Area? Oh yeah, God bless that place. So 45 minutes out of town, just past Bragg Creek, it's Mecca for dirt bikers. So we're out there, meeting a bunch of guys, Thursday nights. We ride every Thursday nights. We're in the middle of nowhere. Like back, you know, wait, can you throw up the map for me? Yeah, we're there. So this is the map of the overall I have on my phone. And these two quarters pull up. Now we know the area. We've been riding there for five years. You know, none of us can get lost. But these two quarters roll up and you know I kind of like hey guys how's it going good good and then the one guy kind of sheepishly says do you know where the parking lot is? <laughs> well there's four of them so you know we had this whole like 5k but we all have different names for everything we've all have nicknames so I finally figured out yeah he's parked can you keep it up there for me? He's parked at the blue dot. That's where he is. And so I was like, okay, yeah, there it is, okay, yeah. And I'm just kind of walking away, and then he kind of goes, and where are we? I was like, oh, okay, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, we're at the red dot. (laughs) So, you know, we talk about it, and then we argue about which way's north. But anyways, we we figure out that this is how he needs to go to get back to his car, because he has no clue. And I thought, that's the heart of this series when we say we want to be spiritual people, when we say we want to work on our spirituality, we have to know where we're going. We have to know where the parking lot is. We have to know what the destination is. But even more importantly than that, we have to know where the heck we are. This journey is a journey towards something. Every one of us is in a different place. Some of us, can you throw it up there once more? Some of us are at the red dot. Some of us are in the back corner. We call that um, outlaw. Some of us are on, you know, in the deep south where you can't even see it anymore. So there's two things you need to know in any journey. You need to know where you're going and where you are. And today I want to talk about a way of looking at where we're going and a way at figuring out where the heck you are. And to do it, I need to start at the very, very beginning. A guy named Richard Rohr, pretty wise guy. He's kind of a modern-day mystic. He says, we're all born connected to our mothers. And he doesn't mean connected as in umbilical cord. He says, our psyches are such that we don't connect I and our mothers. We're we. And then there's this horrible moment as a baby gets born, and all of a sudden it has this moment where it kind of figures out, wait a second. My mom is separate from me. When I feel like I need some loving from my mom, she doesn't always come. And you see these little babies, you know, as their brains are trying to figure this out, they're going, really, what the heck? I started in this beautiful place, this spiritual place where we're unified. There's no separation between me and my mom. There's just love. And now I'm cold and my diaper's wet and I'm hungry and I don't even know what any of that is. And Richard Rohr says we start in this moment of connectedness and then we realize that we're separate. And we spend the rest of our lives trying to get back. So just think for yourself, you're a little baby, you know, whatever, a couple weeks old. You couldn't care less about your parents' needs at this point, right? Does any baby ever think, well, it's four o'clock. I maybe shouldn't cry for food. Mom's probably sleepy. No, they're selfish. That's all they care about. And here's why. Because there's brains trying to figure out, what am I? Who am I? What do I like? Up until this point, it's been we, it's been unity, it's been connectedness. So as a baby, the first thing, your first job in the world is to figure out, who am I? And you start by doing this. Heinz natural, 100% natural baby food, right? The question is, do you like this? Right? Your mom or your dad does one of these, they give you those. I've never had this. So, is this going to be really gross? <laughs> I'm really nervous at this point. <laughs> this is like. Oh. <laughs> that is really bad. Give One second. Okay. In figuring out who I am, I do not like carrot, whatever that was. That is disgusting. (laughs) I thought it was gonna be better than that. Okay, anyways. So the journey as children is to figure out, do I like that? And let's put it down on the record, I do not like that at all. If any of my parents tried to shove that in my face, I would instantly puke that out, because that's disgusting. This is the journey of our lives. We start off by figuring, who am I? What do I like? Do I like carrots? No, I do not. The other one they had was like kale and something. I was like, I'm definitely not going to like that one. Do I like being swaddled tightly? Do I like crawling? This is the journey of figuring out, who am I? It's a journey all of us were on. It's a journey that we all need to be on. And if you look at my model, it's what connects us. It's what creates sustainable spirituality. Because there's not only just needs of food and diapers and I'm not sure what else babies need since I didn't have one. They need a lot of things. But one of the things they do need from their parents is a feeling of security and safety. They need attention and love. Here's a little baby. Here's you. Your sense of I is just growing. You're trying to figure out what do I like, what I don't like. And I like when my mom looks at me like that. This is what your little brain did. Without you even realizing, this is all unconscious. I like when my mom looked like that. What did I do to make that happen? And your brain starts figuring out patterns. When I cry, I get attention. Ah. Well, that feels good. When I hold out my hands, someone picks me up and holds me tight. Ooh, that's what I wanted. Your brain is figuring out a million patterns that you're not even conscious of. It's trying to figure out who am I and how do I get the world to give me what I need? And that's an important word. What I need. This is all things that we needed in our growing up years. These aren't optional. These aren't like, hey, it would be nice if. No, no. Your brain is wired to need these things. And so your first years is figuring out, how do I get what I need from the people around me? If you had a really good growing up experience, chances are you didn't have to do a whole lot to get what you needed. For many of us, who... Now, why do I tell you this? Why do I eat gross baby food when I'm trying to talk about spirituality? Because here's the the piece that I want to get to. We come to this age with a whole lot of unconscious stuff going on inside of us. That, That wiring from your childhood, it didn't go away. You're just doing adult versions of it. I'm doing adult versions of it. I maybe don't have tantrums in the supermarket anymore. Maybe I do. That's between me and the security people. But we don't do that, but we do things. We get overly upset at things. Someone does something, we overreact. And some point we start to realize that I am not conscious of the things that are running my life. There's a person I love, and I just said horrible things to them. We were watching a movie the other day. It's crazy. What was it called? Backcountry? There's like a bear trying to eat somebody, and the one person's really scared. And so she lays into her partner. You lazy. You useless. You always do this stupid stuff. You never plan ahead. I hate you. This is brutal. Do you think she actually feels that about him? No, she's scared. And the wiring she has from her babyhood, that time in her life, is now taking over her life. Ever had your three-year-old run your life for a time? Doesn't go that well, does it? But we do it. Why? Because it's unconscious. We don't even know we're doing it. And so the first step in this process of getting towards the end goal... The first step in our process isn't the spiritual journey, but it's profoundly needed for our journey. It's to become conscious. You start to figure out, who am I, and why do I do the things that I do? Man, if somebody, and I don't even know the math of it, but if my partner doesn't do, she's got a busy week, and she doesn't do certain things for me, I go from everything's fine to furious in like an hour. My inner wiring is tied to this idea of neglect. And when I feel neglected, oh man, I can justify all kinds of horrible behaviors. So my question for you guys is this. What unconscious things did you learn as a baby? What did you need to do to get the attention and the love from the people around you? Do you know that? Are you conscious of those things running your life? Can you see your inner four-year-old stepping up and you're like, I know you. Because if you don't know the unconscious part of your life, it will sabotage all the work you're going to do. And so the first step in our spiritual journey, the first step is to figure out who am I and what unconscious stuff is running my life. And then we can make choices. Now here's the piece of the puzzle that I want to make really clear. What you were trying to get was not a problem. You needed that. how you did it might not be the most healthy. What you needed was not a problem, but maybe how you're getting it isn't working anymore. We've talked about this guy named Jacob all the way through, right? Jacob, the character from the Bible, his name actually is crooked. It means crooked. So Jeff called him a trickster. Clearly, his unconscious is, well, you can't be honest with everyone and get what you need, so you got to lie. you got to trick people in order to get what you need. I can just see him as a baby, you know, pretending that his diaper is full when it's not because he wants his mom to come and hang out with him. And so as he's an adult, he goes to his blind father, and this is brutal. He goes to his blind father, and because of his blindness, he tricks his dad into giving his, what his brothers do. He steals something from his brother by tricking his dad. Then he tricks his brother. Then he just goes through his life tricking people, tricking people, tricking people. His unconscious is running his life. It's not, the problem isn't what he needs. The problem is how he's trying to get what he needs. So here's the question How are you trying to get what you need? How did you do it as a child? let's do one more step of work here. I don't want to villainize how we did this. Because the strategies from your childhood, you needed them. They worked. And so if you're open to it, in your mind, close your eyes. Just say, thank you, strategy, for helping me get what I needed. any of those weird things you do where the four-year-old's taking over your life, just say thank you. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me what I need. Thank you. But here's the thing. Chances are it's not working anymore. Jacob falls in love with a girl. (laughs) The girl's dad totally tricks him screws them out of hundreds of thousands of dollars in today's money. Screws him over. And Jacob suddenly realizes, wait a second. This whole tricking thing, that's not awesome. The whole tantrum thing I did as a child to get attention, yeah, that doesn't work at my age. We keep trying it. So the first step in the spiritual journey is to figure out, How do I become conscious? You figure out, who am I? Do I like disgusting baby food or not? I'm not going to take another bite. That's disgusting. So here's my question for you. Do you know who you are? For us, we've talked about this for years here at Friend Church. How many of these even messages are asking or answering the question, who am I? If you find yourself living unconsciously, there's a million tools. We use the Enneagram here. It's kind of a complex tool, but man, if you're willing to get into it, it will teach you all kinds of stuff about you. All that unconscious stuff that you did as a child, it'll help you become conscious of all of that incredible tool. Disc, colors, anything else? Uh, PFs, 15. I'm looking at you, the coach, going, I'm sure you use like 10 different systems to try and help people figure out who am I? What do I like? What do I not like? Do I like closeness? Do I not like closeness? So the first step in our spiritual journey is to get conscious. To start to figure out who am I? And then we take a big step. When I talk to people about spirituality, usually it's people who have nothing to do with spirituality, and they find out I'm a pastor. And then they're like, ah, it's all crap, Vince. And I go, okay. And usually I start with a question something like this Does it ever feel like we're a little more connected? than just this physical stuff. You kind of see their heads tilt. You know where there's a coincidence that just feels like maybe just a bit more than a coincidence. Or something shows up in your life and it feels like fate or maybe providence. You get a sense from a friend of yours that they need you to reach out and you reach out and they're like, oh man, I so needed you to reach out right now. Have you ever had that sense that there's just more than just physical people walking through their lives? There's this sense that there's an I, there's Vince, there's you, but there's also this sense of we. There's something more, at least I like to believe there's something more connecting all of us. As I've talked about this the last couple of weeks, people say, oh, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I feel connected to the universe or connected to the divine. Or there's this sense that we're all unified. You Ever been to a concert and had your favorite song playing and everyone's, you know, hands up screaming at the top of their lungs? Many years ago, right? Hasn't happened for a while. There's this sense of we... We are in this together. It's a beautiful idea of that. There's, there's not just Vince and you and me, but there's a sense that we're connected, and we often use the word divine for that. Here we use the word more. It's the sense that there's more than just the physical. Not because I can prove it, because it's a beautiful way to look at the world. And so for some of us, we grew up with this profound sense. We went through all the baby food in the world and we're like, yup, nope, yup, nope, yup, yup, nope. We have this really strong sense of who am I? I am Vince. I like these things. My wife will say sometimes my needs are really loud and really immediate. I took the lesson of who am I very seriously. And so for some of us, the spiritual journey, the next spiritual journey we're doing, when we get to the end of that map, the the direction we're going is to start to turn down the volume of the I and turn up the volume of the we. Turn up the awareness of the world around us. The sense of us together. When someone over here hurts, it's not they're there and I am over here. There's a sense of we of I feel their pain is my pain. I feel their needs is my needs. Take a deep breath for a second. We know from meditation that there's a part right back here in your brain that as you breathe and as you calm yourself, the part of your brain that says, this is me, starts to get less loud. And the part that says, there's people around me, there's a connection to more, starts to open up. You can even feel it. If you're open to it, just close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Can you feel there's other people in this room with you? For those of you who are sitting with someone, can you feel that there's someone next to you? The spirituality that we're talking about is an openness to the we around us. An openness that there's not just me against the world, but there's a we. And so it starts to change our behavior, right? If I can feel you all, suddenly I'm not just going to be a selfish bugger and do whatever I want. Because I can feel your energy going, yeah, but I need this. And we start to live in this tension of a strong sense of I and then the pull of the we. But here's the problem. Some of you, your spirituality came online early. Your gift of connecting with the we rose up very early in your life. There's one woman, uh, Alison Armstrong, she, uh, she researches genders. Her thesis is, she says, statistically, if you look at it, most women are open to the we, to the divine, naturally, and they do it early. But how many of us as children had a better sense of the we, the needs of our parents, the needs of our siblings, the needs of our partners, the needs of the people around us? Stronger than your own sense of what do I need? Can you see how that's not sustainable? The we, the pull of everyone around us is like a tsunami. And when we step into that, it's got this crazy current that pulls us in. And if you don't have a sense of I, I don't like that. We all like cream carrots. I don't like cream carrots. They're disgusting. So for some of you, your spirituality came online early, but you're missing the developmental piece of figuring out who am I? And you've been living in a tsunami ever since, pulled this way and that way. It's a beautiful gift of your spirituality, but it's not sustainable because there's no connection to the I, and that's why we started by going, babies start to figure out, who am I? We need that to balance out the we. And so for some of you, for all sorts of reasons, sometimes it's you're really good at the we. You just had a natural gift to the connect to the we. Opening yourself up to the divine is just like, like sense of all of us, No problem. Some of you, your parents taught you that. Jeff's often talked about being a people pleaser. You know, that's part of the work he's done. What is that? A profound connection to the we without a strong sense of the I. And so you just give and you give and you give. And they need something, so you give it to them. And they need something, so you give it to them. And they need something, so you give it to them. them. there's no balance to the eye. Like, what, what do I need? What's sustainable for me? So if you are one of those people, and even the spiritual tradition, the spiritual tradition spends a ton of time, especially the Christian tradition, talking about turning down the volume of the eye. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Spirituality tends to exist in the we, but the problem is some of us don't have a strong enough sense of eye to turn it down. And so when we look, can you throw the map up again for me? When those quarters showed up in our little place in the middle of nowhere and said, well, where am I? Where are we going? We know where we're going, but where am I? Some of us are on the the red dot. Some of you are in like the top right corner. Your work isn't to connect to the we. You do that naturally. It's as easy as breathing. You know what your kids need before they even say something, before they even know what they need. When you're talking about going out for dinner with friends, you're thinking about all the places they want to go for dinner before you even think about the place you want to go for dinner. For you, the spiritual journey is to reconnect to who am I? To balance the we. Because if we keep giving and giving, it's beautiful, it's spiritual, it's just not sustainable. And so for many of us, you got to go through the whole food aisle. What do I like? What do I like? If you even have problems saying your preference to things, if you have times where you feel just burnt out and you haven't even thought about yourself that whole day, if you know what everyone needs easier than you know your own needs, this is your journey. You're not at the red dot. You're in a different dot. And to do the spiritual work, which is further along, it has to start with the I. So I'm going to invite the band up. They're going to, they're going to play a couple songs for us at the end. But I just want to chart us a path. We start off by being connected, that interconnectedness, the we. Us and our mothers are we, right? There's a divinity in that feeling. And then that goes away. We realize, no, 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 I am separate. And so we start to figure out, who am I? Some of us start to figure out, who am I? Some of us, you jump right to spirituality and figure out, who are we? And so for those of you who I've identified, saying, yeah, yeah, I am not conscious. Half of my life is run by my three-year-old. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I do it. I blow things up. I pull away. I destroy things. I have no clue. I want to invite you today for your next step of the journey to get to the end is to do something like the Enneagram. If you don't know it, there's a, you can see how it's spelled on the screen. Look it up. Google it. I get an email every day about my Enneagram that basically says, Hey Vince, be conscious of this today. Be conscious of this today. Watch out for this. Hey, your three-year-old's right over there. Enneagram. Now, for those of us who started to get conscious, and again, you don't need to be fully conscious in order to do your spiritual work, but you need some consciousness. The three-year-old having a tantrum in your life, it just doesn't let you do this work. And so for some of us, become conscious. Second, figure out who am I, especially for you who went to the we first who are trained to take care of parents first, who think about everyone else before yourself, who take care of your kids before you take care of yourself. What's the, the joke I saw a video, it was with a mum, I think, on this one. Their par- the kids were saying, mom can hold her bladder longer than anyone because mom goes, well, everyone pees first. That's the we, not healthy. So for you, especially you who have that profound sense of the we, the divine, the connectedness, start figuring out who am I? That's the work to get to the spiritual work. And for those of us who have a sense of I is no problem, for us, it's the turning down of the I, the volume. (laughs) My needs are really loud. I need to turn that down. Turn up. The we. For many of us, we'll use causes to do that. Anyone kind of connect to a cause because it connects you to a thing that you can be a part of? Every time I go give blood, I think of, oh, that's right, there's pictures of the people we donate to. Oh, that's right, this is we. When we look around and we feel the needs of people around us, this is We. When we look at the world around us and we start to sense the we, we have the connection to that, we feel their pain is our pain. We feel their need is our need. And suddenly, our actions become profoundly spiritual because we start to do little things to make the world around us better. It's not just that we feel the other person, we feel the other person, we start to do something about it. The song says, I'm going to make the world with my own two hands. Most times we start the conversation with give to the others. Today I want to show, wanted to show you the journey of finding a mature way to get to this giving where you can sustain it. So take a second in your life and think of the we that you connect to. What cause? What people? What stories in the news do you read that just break your heart? That's the we, that's the spiritual side, that's the divine coming into that moment and saying, ah, I need to do something about this. So I encourage you, as the band plays, connect to the sense of the we. For some of you, it's as natural as breathing, I envy you. For some of us, we need ritual. We need something to help us turn down the volume of the I And turn up the volume of the we. So as the band sings, think about where you are on this journey. What part do you need to work on? And then think about the end goal. Where we can sustainably and beautifully make the world a better place. Can you start to see the the path that we're charting now? We become conscious. That's why we talk about consciousness all the time. People say to us, hey, this is just self-help. Yeah, it is self-help. So that you can start connecting to the we. But you've got to start there. And then we start getting the sense of connection to the I. This is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I'm connected to. So that we can balance it with the we. And once we have a connection to the we, you can feel it. I want to do something about that. Peace on earth. I can do something with my own two hands. All the different things it talked about in the song. I can fix those things. You can fix those things. We talked about Martin Luther King who kind of single-handedly pushed forward civil rights in a massive way. The biblical version of that is a character named Joseph. So Jacob, we talked about him, the trickster. His son, Jacob. Sorry, his son, Joseph Joseph. Now, probably you don't know Joseph. You know Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, that Joseph. But what you don't know is Joseph single-handedly saved two nations from dying from famine. Not bad at day's work, right? What did you guys do last week? He both saw it coming, and then he created a seven-year plan to get ready for it so that when the famine finally hit, they were ready. They'd stockpiled food. They had everything they needed. This is Joseph's work. And you're thinking to yourself, man, that Joseph's pretty impressive, huh? He is. But here's the deal. Joseph was one conversation away from losing it all. One conversation from never becoming the Joseph who figured out the famine was coming, who had a plan, who saved two nations. He was one conversation away from losing it all together. The story reads that he's, he's hanging out with his dad. His dad says, hey, go talk to your brothers. They're in Shechem. Now, this is well before cell phones or phones or mail or any sort of communication whatsoever. So Joseph walks two days to Shechem. And he's standing in the field. And the way he describes it, he's kind of doing one of these. Uh, there's no one here. You see, the whole journey, his whole journey is, I see my brothers. They get mad at me. They sell me into slavery. I know, worst brothers ever, but whatever. They sell me into slavery. I get connected to some powerful people. I figure the famine's coming. I save the world. That's his journey but he needs to connect to his brothers and he's standing in Shechem going where the heck are my brothers and someone the Bible doesn't even name the guy I even want to say the person because I think the person in the story is you and me people who have a sense of I but also have opened themselves up to the we because it says the person saw somebody standing in the field and came over and said are you doing okay This is the person on the side of the road we stop for. Someone in our life that we're going, wait, are you okay? And so that person goes up to Joseph, the person who would ultimately save the world, and says, are you okay? We know Joseph needs to connect to his brothers. And if he doesn't, it all goes away. And so the person, the person who's unnamed, the person that is me and you in every moment of our lives... When we live this spiritual journey where we have a connection to the we, it goes, what do you need? I'm looking for my brothers. Ah, they're not in Shechem anymore. They went that way. They're in the next town over. One little moment by a character who's never named, who probably didn't remember that conversation the next day. One little moment of our lives in the right situation will set up a trajectory to ultimately save the world. For Friends Church, our spirituality is connected to that sense of we, the more than, the divine, those, the interconnectedness of us all. I don't care what language you like. But our vision is we inspire you to live, make the world around you a little bit better. And we use that word little bit deliberately. Because chances are I'm never going to be Joseph. I'm not going to single handedly save two nations from famine. I know that surprises you guys, but it's true. I'm probably not that good. Chances are, and I know, I don't want to be rude, but some of you might not be that either. But every one of us can be that person in the field because of one little thing we did, one connection to the spiritual life, this connectionness to the we that says, are you okay? Is there something you need? And with one line, changes the world. We believe that if you do this work, if I do this work, we can change the world. If we're willing, the line of the song is, "Do you believe? How do it A fool to change. I, do you believe I'm the fool? What's the line? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good line. Don't trust me. It's really, really good. Just a fool,
1: just a fool you
0: can ah, just a fool. The fool you can change the world. Don't
1: listen to them when they say you're a fool to believe.
0: Isn't that beautiful? If we're all looking to be Joseph, chances are it's not gonna happen for all of us. But if we're just crazy enough, just spiritual enough, just open enough to the world around us, we can be that character that sets into motion a better world. So as the band plays this last song, I wanna invite you on this journey. I don't know where you are. I don't know if you need to start off with the consciousness work or to figure out who you are or to refigure out who you are. I don't know if you need to open yourself up to the we like I do. Are you crazy enough to think that this work can change the world? Because I believe it can. And that's why I do this. That's why I believe so deeply in this vision of Friends Church. Because I think we can change the world. As the band plays, I want you to just go back into those moments where you had a choice. What could I have do here to impact the we? Take it away. It was fantastic to see you all. I'll leave you with a benediction. May we be a community that makes the world around us a little bit better. And let's do it sustainably. Amen. Have a great week. There's going to be a little awkward silence. so We're going to turn on some music. Have a great week. See you next week, guys.